Okay, we're live. It's live on tape from Hollywood. It could be it could be a freezy night. It could be we could have this could be this could be an exercise in futility. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm just letting you know. Uh yeah, pretty much pretty much everything in my life has been an exercise in futility for the last six weeks. So <laughs> this could be yet another quixotic adventure of ours. Yeah, you know, pretty much every every goal that I've been trying to accomplish in the last in the last <laughs> six in the last six weeks of my life has been like just Look at, at least on one additional another. obstacle that was not accounted for before embarking on trying to achieve that goal yeah and uh well it's been really frustrating here's another one here's another failure in the works in the making (laughs) well look at that i'm gonna have to wait for this to settle for like i don't know and look at when you put it down on the table i mean i guess that's a little more satisfying it's got like that dead sound Mm mm-hmm on my other surface, it had that kind of, uh, when I put it down on the Stenstorp, it's got this kind of reverberating metallic clang from the pots hitting each other just ever right. so slightly. So, so, it, so we, don't, oh, yeah. we don't even have that anymore. Well, what do you, you, you had that. You weren't podcasting from the Stenstorp except for, like five minutes of the last one. You're right. It was only a brief uh, foray into into that world. That's fine. That's into, fine. into storp casting. Yeah. So I was one one bad thing. <laughs> one one thing I I uh, wasn't thrilled about this apartment. I wasn't thrilled about with this in this apartment is that I don't know where to put the Sten Storp. Right. But I think but I think I figured it out. And it might be a little weird, but I think I'm just going to put it in the corner of the dining room and then just, you know, put some plants and books on it or something. I think that's where I'm going to put my cookbooks. Yes. And uh, so it's just like an, a little bit of an additional, it's just some, like you could sit there and do whatever. And then it could also be like a nice uh, table for folding laundry because it's going to be right outside the closet where the washer and dryer is going to be. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're not getting rid of it altogether. That'd be a real uh, a real loss. I can't get rid of it. It's it's too great of a piece of furniture. I agree. I'm quite fond of mine. Um we built a goddamn culture around it. Yeah, I mean it was literally the center of my home at the last apartment in in uh physical and emotional ways. That's right. Did you ever fuck and, on it? Uh, no. It's a little too high. Yeah, it's, and it's definitely always too covered high with for crumbs and shit. You know, it's de- <laughs> it's definitely too high for me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the thing is, the thing's hitting about belly button level right. for me. That's that. That's just right. that's too high. Right. I can't work with that. It's um, just too much. And, you know, that was honestly when I was looking for apartments, it was like, 
I was like, all right, my one main deal breaker is going to be like, I need a, I, I need to have a kitchen that I can use the Sten Storp in. And of course I rented an apartment that I can't use the Sten Storp in like as an Island. <laughs> Literally like, um, I mean, when I was looking for an apartment, that was my number one. And, but my number, my number two pick was, um, you know, something that really wouldn't have worked for that at all. It would have been a complete 180 on the plan. And I mean, the reason I chose my apartment was because I chose the Stenstorp over the alternate, the alternate path, whatever that was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> my number two option, I could have used the Stenstorp in it, but it was a, it was a very weird and old kitchen and uh it also didn't have a full-size fridge in that kitchen so it probably would have been fine for me because i'm just one person but it was a small it was more of a, a euro format fridge euro fridge euro fridge is that just is that just slander or is that rooted in anything? Do the Europeans have the smaller fridges, chef? Yeah, they don't usually usually a European apartment doesn't have a full size like doesn't have like an American size fridge. You know, it's it's more of a culture of I haven't lived in a European apartment in It's a while. more of a it's less of it's less of a like a like a stock up on food culture where you like <sighs> excuse me. Go <laughs> Where you go to the where you go to the grocery store, you know, like right, right. Once every two weeks, it's more like you're, you know, obviously you're going you, to the grocery store every two every two day days. on the way on the way from home, or yeah, that's a good point. And I yeah. have lived that life, and I've pursued that lifestyle, frankly, um, pretty pretty aggressively. Yeah, I'm like actually. in every I've, I've wanted. I'm that probably in every three myself, like every three days to the grocery store, probably around there. Mm-hmm. Smaller purchases. Although I am something um, synthetic out of my mouth, that's not organic material. I don't know what that is. You've been chewing on that track jacket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a piece of nylon cord or something. Shouldn't be in my mouth. <laughs> Sorry for the distraction, but I'm um, that's okay. But I mean, it sounds like you've got something figured out with the Stenstorp, and I, that's really wicked. Great. Yeah, it's kind of like an ancillary, really unnecessary use for it, but I have it and you know, extra extra work area, extra surface space in an apartment is never bad. Right. Right, right. Yeah, and honestly, um if I had gone with the other apartment, it would have been because there was just a lot of room for hobbies. And I need a couple desks as you as you know. Uh so yeah. between between this and some other streaming stuff that I do and working at home full time, obviously, which wasn't a reality when I was it. No, I moved. I moved last summer. There was no pandemic last summer. Could not have predicted that I would have been working from home full time. Um, but yeah, hobbies. And I was just always, you know, just a hobby table. And I ended up doing it anyway. As you know, I now have two desks in my living room sitting at one of them now. Um, mm-hmm. Sat at the other one all day, frankly, just from <laughs> Just from one Move desk from the, to the work other. desk to the hobby desk. That's right, to my hobby desk. Drinking. Uh, this is my beer desk. Beer desk. 
did mm. did you occasionally work from home before? I did. I did. I was doing yeah, it a couple days I a week. So. Um that's nice. I was doing it a couple days a week, occasionally more. But uh I liked getting into the office. It was kind of an accountability thing for me. Um otherwise you just sit at home. Yeah, and I cannot uh Yeah, yeah. I can't I can't work at home. No. I uh not because of not specifically because of jacking off, but that's certainly because a of the jacking off. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Like I, I, when I was doing video production stuff, I would occasionally work from home and I just have no discipline when I'm at home. Like, you know, yeah, it's, it's tough. I would just, you know, it's like, oh, you, I have, uh, you know, a month to finish this project and then I would just kind of work on it in very little pieces until it was like a week before I had to get it done. And then I just had to cram everything together because I just didn't have the discipline to do it with like <clears throat> in the comfort of my own home with all the, sh- with all my shit around. And I don't know. I-, I can't do it. I mean, I had a, I had a situation at a previous apartment where I had a work from home full-time lifestyle. And in that room where I spent almost my entire day was like a comfortable chair and I had my records and I had my turn. I had my turntable. We actually had two turntables in the apartment, one in the front room and then one in this room, which was sort of ancillary, kind of like an off the kitchen kind of room. And, uh, and I had the bar in there and you could spend mm. all day in there. It was very, it was just in, an enjoyable place to be. Um, it's kind of like an old school office. It was. Uh, we called it the study. I mean, it was kind of this secondary kind of. It was a den kind of space, really. But, uh, but um, you know, my roommate had the larger room, I think. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 had some of the had some of the the common area, like kind of dedicated to his works, his hobby space. And as a result, I kind of just got that back study. Almost entirely to myself. He, you know, I, was, I encouraged him to come and hang with me all the time, but like, you know, I had really—I mean, it was all my stuff. Um, so, was this the uh, the Wicker apartment? Yeah, this was the Bucktown joint. Um, yeah, it was a good. It was a good. It was a great living situation. I loved having all that space. Yeah, I really haven't had that kind of. Well, that's not true. I've had a couple apartments which kind of felt like about that amount amount of space since, but just just for two of us, I not I have not had that experience again. I like that kitchen too, even yeah, though it really, was real busted, real real busted. <laughs> I don't really remember the layout of that apartment, to be honest. It was kind of like you go into the front, you go you walk in the door, and you're in the right part of a sort of living room dining room situation which is connected you're in the dining room kind of part of it and then if you if you went to the left you'd be going towards the windows which faced damon and then mm-hmm. right off that to the left was the front bedroom if you went to the right when you walked in the door you'd be in a small tight hallway if you go right uh there's a a bathroom that you actually had to step up into like a six foot you know platform tile platform with a nice bathtub and uh green tile floors dark green tile floors and well-lit bathroom 
across from the bathroom more most more or less was my room which is kind of longer than it was square more rectangular and i could only barely fit my mattress in there sideways and i had it crammed and it was like at like a probably like four four or five degree incline which probably no doubt took years off my life blood running to my head <laughs> every night sure uh greatly diminishing my IQ and just sort of extinguishing my potential um, mm-hmm. for growth and development. Um, and then um, and then, if you went further down the hallway, you'd be in this big kitchen that was kind of rotunda-like uh, that had big skylights. Then my study was to the left, and then if you head further back, there was sort of a back porch area that we called the Three Seasons Room. Was not the Three Seasons Room. <laughs> 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 it was just the it was just one of those Chicago back back um, extensions that allowed one to go downstairs, but we never really had access to those stairs because uh, they led like into the they led into the restaurant, so you couldn't. Oh. So you couldn't go down there, so we never went down there. Never went down there. I mean, I went into the restaurant. I went into the kitchen in the restaurant, but I, you'd always go through the front. Um, you wouldn't just show up at the back door. That'd be kind of strange. No. No. Not if you don't work there. I've had a good time recounting this sort of spatially to you. I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. I struggle with spatial. It's coming back to me a little bit. Recall and... Yeah. I met you for the very first time just around the corner. We went to the map room. I think we've retold this story at least once on the podcast. Maybe not. That's true. And you told me in earnest. You told me in earnest. And I remember being surprised to hear it. But I mean, now that I know you very well, it's not that surprising. But you're like, you're like, you said to me, it was really great meeting you. And, just, you know, you're like one of my favorite accounts or something. <laughs> You said that to me. And I don't think I knew. I didn't. I don't think. I mean, we had just met, so I didn't know you as well. But obviously, you're now one of my favorite accounts. Probably my favorite account on Twitter. But at that time, like, I don't know if it was mutual. I, I did not say it was mutual because I don't believe it was. But it might have been. I don't know. You've been, I don't know, since time immemorial. I can't even remember the last time. I didn't read, like, 10 of your tweets and laugh at nine of them. <laughs> I just had Thank to, th- I just had to throw to Max, by the way. Did you see that? Did you see that? Yeah, I did. See, or did I saw was you. It, was it off camera? <laughs> He's no, on my lap. Like, camera. <laughs> <laughs> mid-story, I just sort of committed a committed an animal abuse. <laughs> Who says men can't multitask? Um... <laughs> Alexa, turn off. Alexa, stereo off. My God. These robots are Alexa's more trouble than she's worth. This is why I threw that echo dot into the lake. (laughs) Yeah, that's why. (laughs) Why did you do that? Well, I I, I should. We've never really. I don't know if I've ever interrogated this. Why did you do that? Um, there were a few reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Probably number one, it was it the Echo Dot was a gift which I did not want or ask for. 
and uh, I plugged it in and I played it, played with it for a little bit, and I really saw no utility in it for me in my lifestyle. Okay. Because uh, I'm like, I, I don't really have any smart devices. I don't really feel like I'm going to seek out smart devices. I don't want to talk to my house. I can press no. buttons in my house to make it do stuff. Yeah. But I don't I don't like sitting around in my house like talking talking out loud to it just seems stupid to me. Um so <laughs> mm-hmm. that's pretty much what the thing does. So why am I going to have it in my house? What's the best way to get rid of it? Mm-hmm. Film it getting thrown into a lake with a dramatic backdrop such as the Chicago skyline. Yeah. Pretty I mean funny. it's a Pretty really funny. it's it's an it's an arresting visual. Um you 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 hit the mark obviously. Yeah. And obviously that was a one take deal cuz you can't throw it into the lake twice. Uh and I was really remarkably surprised how well it turned out. I just did it on a day off of work. I was like going to run some errands and I was like, you know what? It would be funny if I just went down to the 31st street beach and went, went out onto the pier and just chucked this thing into the, into the lake. Did you really whip it or was it just sort of uh, a kind of a, a, a nonchalant lob sort of devil may care? It was it was kind of a, a a nonchalant overhand lob. I was trying not to like draw a whole lot of attention to myself because obviously yeah. there were other people there, <laughs> and I didn't want them to be like, "What were?" You? I didn't want. Let I didn't really want them to grunt. see me. I think that guy just threw a an amateur. He just threw, threw an product product dot into, into the. Nobody noticed. No. Except for the people no, because online. the thing is, um, yeah, the thing the thing about real life is that nobody cares. Uh, nobody cares about in in big cities. Nobody cares about you. Um, nobody cares what you're doing. There might be a sort of initial reaction if you do something out of the ordinary, but that's like just evolution at this. It's an evolutionary uh, behavior. That's just like to make your like to make sure that you don't get eaten by like a saber toothed tiger or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like not in play anymore. People live in cities. Do what you want. Uh, you know, you see these videos in New York. People doing horrible things. People just don't care. Uh, try to avoid eye contact. Chicago, to a lesser extent. Um, lesser extent, but still same same thing. But it's no, but, there's, it, there's, but there's, it's still a, it's still the same thing. What are they going to do? Call the cops on you? I mean, I guess some people do. Maybe. For some people, they things, can give me a hard time. Yeah, they could do that. I mean, like, I, I'm hey. almost positive that you could get a ticket for it, but like that would be it. Oh yeah, well, I'm not worried about that. <sighs> Excuse me. I'm loving these stouts, man. These are great. This is new. Did you see this? Let me see it. What is it called? Glutenberg? There you go. Yep, Glutenberg stout. Millet and corn. 
They use a candy syrup. Candy is spelled with an I. That's fucking weird. Cocoa nibs, oh, coffee, that. yeast. Oh, what, That's what, it. Water, millet, corn, candy syrup, hops, co- co- cocoa nibs, coffee, yeast. It's a little bit on the sweet side, but it is a stout. I understand that's characteristic of the genre, so to speak. But I love it. It's a million calories. And then I can just feel fully fucked. Stats are usually pretty high at ABV, right? But this isn't actually. This is only 5%. So you can really have your, your fun uh, with the calories. You really rip on them for a while. And bloated. You could really go to you could really go to town. I mean, I could suck four of the I could suck four of these big cans down, and that could be my meal for the day. And uh, no, you want to do more than that. That's only twelve hundred calories. That's that's like dying. It's like alone. Wait, that's like not twelve for me. W- what's three times? As wait, how many is how many calories is one of those? Two hundred. Say that again. How many calories is one of those beers? Oh, three hundred thirty-five. Whoa, shit! Do you drink? Do you drink stouts? I think stouts are like. Yeah, it's a stout. No, stouts are like it's like eating a loaf of rye bread. It's got that like heaviness. That's true. They're. It's heavy. It's like thicker than a normal beer. It's like drinking a glass of Nesquik. And you know, like, the, well, I don't know if you experienced mm-hmm. this. I experienced this in my brother. Like the kid that like just always cranked way too much of that shit in there. You're like, dude, this is like getting really dark. You should maybe ease up on the Nesquik. <laughs> and, you know, my brother didn't, obviously. Um, just polished it down. It's kind of unfair. Like, obviously, I don't wish ill well, things on my brother, but you, you, it's like when someone like needs to learn a lesson and then like just kind of gets away with it. You're like, damn, I could have been doing that all this time. He used to eat like garbage, and has developed uh, just a remarkable um, a degree of fitness as a result of uh, his affinity. He, he's a cyclist. He loves he loves riding his bike, and the kid is just like well, completely you know, he- jacked now. Um, and I'm just like, well, he, fuck me. He needed the calories before he was growing into a giant man. So he just needed yeah, that, calories. Yeah. He was just following his, he he was just following his, his urges, really. Yeah. But the kid really just ate like garbage. I think I've talked about it before. It's just like 10 scoops of ice cream. Like a night. <laughs> ten. Like you one scoop of ice dad, cream, so and I'm like, like oh, I don't know if I say it again. Oh, I froze. Yeah, yeah. You've been freezing, <laughs> and I've just been shutting up, basically. Yeah. But maybe um, this is an exercise in futility. That's okay. We're gonna post this garbage anyway, unless it gets yeah, like really fuck bad. It. Um, no, it's it won't be really bad. Even if it was really bad, this is about documenting something that's this something time in that's our true. lives, and uh, this is what happened this time in our lives. Yeah. So yeah, dealing with internet issues is just what we're dealing with in 2020. Yeah. I will say that I think that it's your internet and not mine, because yeah, every time you plug into the Ethernet ca- 
every time you plug into the Ethernet cable, it's fine. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, so I, I, Which is I feel bad. Is that what you want, me to, you want me to say? You want me to feel bad? The absolute... <laughs> you want me to feel bad? I did. I did. I bought... No, I don't want you to feel bad. I'm just... We're, I'm just troubleshooting. This is called troubleshooting. Okay. Because um, I bought the absolute cheapest internet option that I could. Um, and it, it doesn't seem to be affecting us on my end. Hmm. Yeah, it's probably just me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to order a 50-foot Ethernet cable and I'm going to run it around the room. Okay. Actually, to be honest, I could probably run it under the rug, although I'm not interested in pulling up the rug in any meaningful way to get it over here, but well, there's, that's food for thought. Max, what do you think I should do? I should probably just run it around the, I should probably just run it under the rug, because the rug literally extends from there to here. Anyway, that's a cool idea. I haven't. Do you think I'd feel it? Just like a little, just like one cable under a, uh, a big rug? Well, I mean, in the meantime, it was, it'll probably be fine. I'll order it this week. I just got some good news at work. What was your good Can't news really at work? I share it because it's confidential. But okay, well then, don't tell me. Should I just share it anyway? Nobody, nobody fucking nobody listens to this. <laughs> so it's like um, like forty five people listen to this. Oh, oh yeah, I didn't mean nobody listens to this. I just mean that nobody else at work listens to this. Oh yeah, nobody I would never tell them about this. Okay, so well, no, I can't take the risk. I yeah, take the risk. But I got some good news. I got I got some good news at work that's going to impact my financial situation by the end of the year. And um so, I've got a little bit of you know, it's never any it's never any it's never any like life-changing amount of money, but it's just sort of a I can breathe a little bit. I get those kinds of I get that kind of news uh not infrequently, which is nice. So, more money's more money. It's always good. Yeah. Yeah, I could use a little more. I haven't been exactly, I mean, I haven't been, I haven't been bad this year, but I also, you know, I did some things. I, I drove out to Colorado and came back and yeah, I, I bought myself a racing rig. and I did some things financially this year too. Yeah. No, <laughs> did. Yeah. You've been going a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You would go down to the shore and fishing for like real big fish. Yeah, you know, some of it was unavoidable. Uh, some of it was very, very avoidable. Um, I think we gotta wait for this. But also, I was. Oh, go on, please. I was, I was for a while. You know, for a while, I was making that COVID cash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it was. Li- that's it. Great. Was literally a fifty. 50- I did because you're, you're a hero. I'm because I was literally, you know, basically doing the most dangerous thing in terms of COVID that you could do, other than like having a positive person just like sit in front of you and breathe into your mouth for an extended <laughs> period of time. 
um, anything to feel alive, you know? Yeah, well, I get it. You could charge people. I bet people pay for that service. Having a COVID-positive yeah. person some breathe people, into their mouth. Some people... Yeah, some some people would. It's a niche market, but I'm sure they're out there. Oh yeah, the world is filled with weird weird shit like that. Yeah. There's there's uh, perverts of all stripes. I think what we got to do when um uh, you know, I don't know if this is a bombshell for you to hear this from me, you know, like this, but uh, I don't think I'm driving down this winter. I believe <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's like going to be World War Z. Uh, people dropping like flies this in in the next six weeks. Sure. So that's probably not happening. I'm sorry to say, but that's probably not happening. That's okay. But when this is all over and we've got vaccines, um, and we all buy kayaks, we should find uh, we should find a nice river somewhere, a nice slow stream, um, if not a lake, uh, a lake that we can stick close to shore. We should do the kind of fishing where you like fish for these fish that are so big that it pulls you out of the boat. You just get you just get knocked out into the water. <laughs> I think that's the kind of fun we should have. All right, I'll do a little research. Catch, catch some big, powerful trout that requires you to get the footing that you just can't get in these little shitty whatever we buy three hundred fifty dollars lifetimes. I don't know if um, I don't know if Texas lakes and streams really have that kind of fish. Mm. Oh, well, okay. Well, you could go... Uh, if you go to the lakes You're right. closer not to Mexico, some of, those, a fantasy. Uh, some of those... a fantasy. Some of those lakes have, like, alligator gar in them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't want anything to do with those. The, I don't really either, because they're, like, seven feet long. They're, like, they're a nasty... Uh, sort of leftovers from a fucking an age of de- where the lizards r- rule the earth kind of fucking oh, oh yeah fucking it's things. a it's a uh, a fucking terrifying fish it's like i don't want to fucking see that thing at all yeah it, that's it could a be real like river monster it, it could be it's, it is a real river monster the thing could be like a hundred pounds no oh, thanks i mean you know no, otherwise you're ca- otherwise you're catching like four pound bass. Maybe you'll get kind of a big catfish every once in a while. I just felt him under my chair, and I reached my hand under there, and he's not down there. Ghost cat. That's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of sucks. Everybody, um, everybody keeps posting content, uh, alluding to or about the the movie Hereditary, uh, which I haven't seen. Um, and everybody says I should see, because it's the same guy that did. Uh, is Hereditary Ari Aster? Or am I wrong about that? Yeah, it's Ari Aster. Yeah, and I mean, I liked I liked Midsummer. Um, I did not like it. You didn't like it? Mm-mm. Care to... Care to share? Sorry, you just froze a little bit there. Um, 
I don't know, man. It was just kind of, uh, I thought it was a really interesting premise, but then the things that it did with it were not that interesting to me. Yeah, I think it left some chips on the table. I think it did. I think it had. I think it felt like it had to dumb itself down, and if that's like in order to be yeah. the, the blockbuster movie that it was, I, then shame on him, them. I think. Uh, I think that was. I think that was probably my uh, a big problem. Of mine with it is it felt like it was a little dumbed down. Like it went more. Oh, I, like it went more for like the relationship stuff, and I wanted it to be to go for just like the balls out weird shit. And yeah, I mean, some some maybe you some have a higher of the, tolerance like, for weird, but that was a high. That was a weird movie, dude. Yeah, I guess I do have a higher tolerance because I didn't feel like it was that weird. I mean, it went to some weird places, but I thought it was like. Weird in a more obvious way. Like there's 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 two kinds of weird. Dude, that movie's super weird. There's I mean, that movie like, deal. There's some there are some scenes in that movie that are like I can't believe I'm watching this. I don't know. I, I feel mean, like there's, there's my, my problem is all the characters were so dumb. They seemed dumb. I don't know. There to me, there's there's just like a difference. Like between, it didn't it didn't deal with the matter intellectually. But maybe that's no, it didn't. I agree. But go on. There's a difference between like something that is actually weird and something that's trying to be weird. And I felt like that movie was trying to be weird. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah, 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 I dig that. It fetish it, it was a, it was a bit of a f- it, it fetishized its own subject. It fetishized its own narrative. And when when you're trying to be weird, I'm reading it's this not book really actually weird well, because it's just yeah. It's just obvious, you know. It's it's a bit theater. Yeah. Um if you can tell something's trying to be unsettling. And that was a, it's that was a part really of the that movie. unsettling. No. No. Um so the book I'm reading is is uh a Toni Morrison book and it's literary criticism. Mhm. It's about, uh, it's a critique. It's an it's a it's an analysis of of American literature, specifically how white identity um, props itself up um, in the in the use of Africanist characters. It does not deal with blackness, black reality of real black people, any kind of real themes, any kind of reality surrounding black lives in any authentic way uh it deals entirely in this farcical puppetry of blackness that she calls africanist and it's it's quite appropriate really everything tony morrison does is appropriate she's a genius so anyways but it talks about these narratives as being the narratives of the books that she refers into, she refers to in her examples. Um, she's got this one. She's got this one uh, critique of a book by Willa Cather, who I don't know anything about, but it's it's essentially a slave narrative. And she talks about how the characters in the book are fugitives from themselves, fugitives from themselves, and the book, which is a failure, she argues, and everybody kind of agrees it's a failure. 
um, is a fugitive from itself. The narrative is a fugitive from itself. Why did I bring this up? Well, I think the the I think that in Midsummer the narrative is a bit of a sort of fetish. It's so the the the, the there's there's a fetish aspect to the to the themes in the movie. There's there's sexualization of different characters. There's uh sort of obs- there's this there's this this degree of obsession, this degree of whatever with whatever tradition or whatever. Um, but the movie itself kind of fetishizes itself a little bit. I think it sucks its own dick is what I'm trying to say. And uh, mm, yeah, yeah, I think I that's, definitely a, I think agree. that I, I think that's a failing in most movies that do that. I don't, I don't know a movie that does that. Well, I mean, sometimes if it's kind of orgiastic and insane, like to a point, like Gaspar, no can pull it off. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I was gonna say he can is that do the, it. is that what you were thinking of? Yeah, I was definitely thinking he su- he sucks his own dick in every movie. He sucks his own dick so well. He sucks his <laughs> own dick like, in can, every. I can movie, watch this guy suck but, his own dick all night. But like, he can he can pull off sucking his own dick. And what I like about those movies is that like, hmm. narratively they're always kind of awful. But. Uh, he just, he just, yeah, he just pulls off sucking his own dick, like no one you've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, you know, there are a lot of there, there, are, there are directors, writers, for whom narrative and story is more important than it is for other writers, directors, people in film have done beautiful things with film as a medium that do not require uh, and don't place an importance on narrative and story. And I think that's okay. Yeah. I I mean, I think that you should play to the strengths of the medium. I actually, uh, in college, uh, since I, I did go to film school, <laughs> that's the, the that should be like the the Nickelodeon like goo what's the what's the when you say the word of the day and you just <laughs> um I did go to film school should be the thing that's like <laughs> and then we fucking drop slime on yeah, you I, I deserve to be you're slimed. slimed for saying I did go to film school every time you say it but uh anyway we but uh it's, but it's worth uh mentioning. Jason Reitman came to our class and we saw uh-huh. like we saw up in the air before it came out the the george clooney one. Oh, i saw that in theaters i liked that yeah one. that one was not bad I, I i didn't mind it but then there was like a a q a thing after the fact obviously and um he was talking about juno and how they wanted um he was like, you know, when we filmed Juno, we wanted it to be all about the story and this narrative and the characters. And we were very conscious about like not wanting to have any like quote unquote cool shots or anything in the movie like that. And then, um, are there, are there no cool shots in that movie? I haven't, I can't remember what Juno looked like really. Well, there you go. I remember it was pleasant to watch. That's probably your answer. If you can't remember yeah, anything, I don't like remember a single shot from yeah. Juno. Actually, but uh, after he said that, another one of the kids in the class 
raised his hand and he was like, well, if you're not interested in, if you're, if, if you don't want to make the movie visually, in, yeah. vi- visually Let's interesting, book. like why did you make a movie? And I was like, he's fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> and he, and guess what? He didn't have a good answer for it. But I almost kind of like respect that he didn't have an answer for that because it's like, how are you going to tell me what side of like art, for example, to like come down on? It'd be like telling like, uh, like Francis Bacon, like, hey, didn't I don't know if you knew this, but like some of your stuff was like really unpleasant to look at. <laughs> it, you know, like, had you ever considered just like painting flowers like your contemporaries or whatever? Um, I don't know. I think that's fine. I mean, we're making a podcast about nothing, right? Like, aren't we like doing, uh, like, aren't, haven't we, uh, you know, it, it, you, you could say that like people that do, you, you could say that people that do that, for example, make a movie that's not visually interesting. They set out to make a movie that's not visually interesting, or perhaps they have a different ideology and that's a very sort of accompanying side effect or outcome or whatever result. Um, you could say that they're like taking a stance really. They're, they're sort of saying, okay, at least in this movie, this is what we're doing. And there's maybe, maybe it's difficult to articulate the ideology, but there's an ideology behind it. Right. Who's going to say that ideology is wrong. I don't know. I'll say, I'll say it's wrong. If you're making a movie, I think it's wrong. (laughs) I think if you're like using a medium, really? Yeah. What about what about John? What about John Cage? I, <laughs> I, I think John Cage and Juno are operating at very yeah, different levels. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. I'm giving a lot more credit to the director. Um, and again, I can't. I like remember one scene from Juno, I, and it's not even a scene. It's like a shot. It's like where. Someone I can't, I can't remember who was like sitting <laughs> uh-huh. on like s- sitting on like the stone, uh, like I don't know what the name of the architectural term is, but like the wall, like you know you have a little, little wall. There's steps, steps down and outside the house, the front steps mm-hmm. on that little wall, stone. Man, what's that called? Like a retaining wall. It's like a retaining wall, I guess. Whatever. That's the only thing I remember that movie. I remember a scene inside, in the house. I remember the house looked very bohemian. I remember people were wearing white t-shirts. T-shirts, a lot of t-shirts in that that movie. (laughs) One of the the hallmarks of that movie is nobody wears a collar in the whole fucking movie. It was the only only aesthetic choice they made in the whole movie. T-shirts. But don't they also wear like track jackets? I guess they would have had collars like these, right? It's like a very track jackety I, movie. I don't remember. I strongly disliked that movie even before the Good whole soundtrack before though. before the whole Jason Reitman visiting my class thing. I was really into indie music at the time. And a lot of people were. Um <laughs> that was like the era that was like the golden age of indie music, wasn't it? I know it was like the Shins. Uh that was Garden State, but yeah. Was Bell and Sebastian Juno? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. 
Mike Piazza catcher was on that soundtrack, I believe. I've hey, only Siri, I've only the seen the movie one Juno time, soundtrack. and I just like viscerally disliked it. iTunes Store. I got in a. Uh, installed. <laughs> You're goddamn right I don't. <laughs> all right, go on. What were you I saying? I know. No, not only do I not like that movie at all. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Juno. For a lot of mo- for a lot of reasons. Uh one of them is also that I got into like a potentially almost relationship ending fight with a girlfriend that started because I didn't like Juno and she did. <laughs> of course, the fight was not really about that. Wait, that's one of those things. But and you're at that age. No, of course not. But that's one of those. That's one of those things where, like, you're you're like you've been on Tumblr, and you watch a movie with your boyfriend, and you're like, oh, that's like such a piece of me, and then your boyfriend gets it completely wrong, and you're like, wait, like, who is this person? I don't know. That's what it's like being 21 or however old we were when that movie comes out. Yeah, that uh, that fight happened when I was 22, I think. Yeah. Dude, that's what it's like being 22. That's like what it's like. You go on Tumblr and you see something and then you have a fight with your boyfriend and you're like, who am I? That's like your night. That's like your... That's like Wednesday night. Yeah, I think it was a Thursday night, but uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we had that fight, and then we were together for about another four years. Oh, I see. And um, <laughs> well, I know all about that. And you know, and and n- now we're best friends. Yeah, that's good. That's got a good story ending. And it never would have happened if I wouldn't have stood my ground on the fact that Juno fucking sucks. Do you want to see something interesting that I have in my possession now that I haven't had in my possession in a very long time and is now within an arm's reach of where I sit sure. at my uh, at my podcasting station? Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess what it is? No. I think I can open this box without... It's in a beautiful cherry box. Cherry box is a pretty funny phrase. I bought the chain too. I remember buying the chain. Oh yeah. Which side attaches? This side. Connect that artlessly. Oh. A little pocket watch. Open it up for me, baby. Ooh, popped right open. Where'd you get that? So I uh, showed it to you upside down. Oh my god, it's Yeah, my dad said that he uh put a new battery in it. It's working. God, that's such a nice thing to see, I have to admit. I'm allowing myself to be taken in by it a little bit. So, um, I don't know why, but when I was like maybe, f- I don't know how old I 
was. 13, maybe? 14? I became obsessed with the idea of heirlooms. And I didn't feel like we had any in... I didn't feel like I had any in my family. Uh-huh. Go on. And so I thought, I'm going to buy an heirloom that I can give my son. Maybe I was even younger than that. I mean, I think I've had this thing for a very long time. And you've been watching and a lot of Pulp Fiction, and so you knew it had to be a watch. Yeah, no, I don't think I was watching a lot of Pulp. I probably was, actually, but I don't think that's what... I can't remember why I decided it was going to be a pocket watch. I really cannot remember why. Um, God, I really wish I could, because I feel like that's a, a pretty important missing piece. But So I bought this watch. We went down to a jeweler in, like, I don't know, Lincolnwood, wherever watches, wherever watches are sold. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a beautiful watch. It's a Swiss-made, I believe, Tissot, which is a company that's been making watches since 1853. It is Swiss-made. It even says Swiss-made, actually, right there at the bottom. I'm sure it won't focus, but it's it, right there at the bottom. Yeah, it's out of focus, but I believe you. And, um, I mean, honestly, I think it's a pretty piece. It's uh, a little bit elegant, but it's kind of tasteful in its minimalism. It's not, I don't think it's gaudy. No, it's it's very... I kind of of like the piece, actually. I still like it today, which is interesting because tastes change. Um, and I think I bought it with all, I'm almost positive I bought it with my money, which was insane if you think about it, because I'm pretty sure it was several hundred dollars. Um, So what money? Babysitting money? Yeah, maybe babysitting money. Babysitting money is good. When was the last time you babysit it? You get paid a fuck. You get paid basically what I get paid now per hour. (laughs) (laughs) On an hourly (laughs) basis? Yeah, you get paid. You can get paid pretty good. Every every bit of that. Uh, It's inconsistent work, though. It's usually two or... That's the problem. I usually babysit a... Yeah, yeah, it's inconsistent, and it can also just be like not worth it, um, depending on what you have to do. But uh, I usually babysit twenty, two or three kids, so you can get a pretty good deal. Anyways, I had some cash, and I had nothing. You know, I was, I didn't have any aspirations or anything, so I guess I bought this, um, and I bought the chain to go with it. And I'm almost positive I wore it a little bit, but not a lot, because um, if I had worn it a lot, it would have been stolen, and it's still here. So. That didn't happen. You, it would have but, been stolen. You would have gotten beaten up. Yeah, I would have gotten beaten up. I did something else, another piece of jewelry that I had for a very short amount of time, which was kind of scary, actually. I just realized it was about it was about longevity, and I lost it in like two days. It fell off my... The, the way I lost <laughs> it is that the chain broke, and it came off my neck. It was like this pendant that I had, this gold pendant with a stamp, and it was on this thin gold chain my mom bought it for me and it was like a tree maybe it was a turtle i think it was a turtle and on the back it said longevity or something and then it like disappeared so maybe i'm just gonna like die tomorrow or something that could that could totally happen but i lost it within like two days one day maybe it was it was bad and i i lost it like the first day i took to school anyway um back to this story i you know i've been broke a number of times during my life Uh, i never really had any um uh Never really had too much of a nest egg um, for important things, and uh, occasionally I've had to sell things. I've I don't sell things like some of my other friends, who just buy things and sell things and buy things and sell things. Uh, when I have to part with something, it's 
it's usually pretty hard. And I, I wait a really long time to do it, but I tried to sell this. I think I gave it to my, cause my dad was like an eBay guy mm-hmm. uh, long before I was. Now I've got quite a bit of experience under my belt, a number of, uh, number of wins in the melodica categories, but, um, that's true. I'm, like, yeah. I'm a serious, I'm a, like a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a winner in the melodica space, mm-hmm. but, um, I've seen the fruits of it. So I know it's, yeah, true. I've got, I think I've still got like seven or eight. I play two of them, three or three of them regularly. Really? I should get them out. I, I need to get them out so that they're just out all the time. I'd play them all the time if I could see them. But uh, anyways, I you told my dad to a, sell it you, years ago. You get a rack on the wall like you're at Foot Locker, but it's Melodicas. I really what do you want think to about do that. that? I wanted, yeah, I want a Foot Locker for my Melodicas. I want, um, I want, I want something where it's like they're they're hidden from like dust settling on them, but they're like transparent, like it's, but it's like maybe a clear plastic. Mm-hmm. You could you could pay. Uh, I could maybe do it myself. I don't know. I don't know how you do that. You get a bunch of clear plastic from Home Depot, I suppose. Perspex or I don't know. But anyways. You do a little research. I don't think it'd be that hard. I've done some research. Well, let me just finish the story. So I told my dad to sell this like years ago, and he just didn't apparently. And he said, hey, I have somebody to show you. Uh, last time I was up there, maybe the last weekend, uh, birthday weekend. Yeah, last weekend. Uh, the one before this, this past one. And I didn't know what he was going to show me. And he said, here, I, I cleaned it up. I put a new battery in it. I couldn't. I couldn't sell it. He said, "I, I know you tasked me to do it, and I, I was going to, and then I just couldn't because it's it is a really nice piece, and uh, so, anyways, it's back in my possession. I haven't had it in my possession for like we're talking years, mm-hmm. and I forgot about it. Well, now it's back and." How do you how do you feel now that it's back? I mean, I like it a lot. It's a lovely piece. Um, it's got this sort of uh, smallness to it. I mean, my hands were a lot smaller when I bought it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's got this smallness to it, and it's got this weight in your hand. That's really really nice, and this chain is quite heavy too. The chain and that like feels good. That feels really nice. Yeah, the chain is actually really nice. Yeah. So, anyways, that's my pocket watch. But that's my story. You're not going to wear a pocket watch, though, are you? No, no, it's going to stay in this cherry box. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not eccentric enough to wear it. There, there, were, there was there was a time in my 20s where I might have sort of gone over that edge, but uh, I've I've definitely pulled back. I'm Good. eccentric, that's, but I'm not that eccentric. That's a scary edge to cross. I'll wear like a I'll wear like a fleece with horses on it. It's way way different than a pocket watch. The chicks dig it. Yeah, the horse fleece is hot, like undeniably. Pocket watch is just not. Any any woman that would fuck really you if you were wearing a pocket watch, oh, you don't want to get involved chain. with. Why is there a second chain? 
This one's a little more, this is more fine. Wow, I didn't, I didn't remember. I remember there being a second chain, but I didn't. It's interesting to see. Too big for my wrist. Is it, uh, is it, it's probably too small for your neck. It's what? It's what? It's probably too, it's too big for your wrist, but too small for your neck. <laughs> Don't you just hate it when it's. I hate that. It's right in that. It's no right man's in that, land of <laughs> chains. That, that narrow corridor. All right, so um, I, I'd like your opinion on my Thanksgiving dilemma. Yeah, definitely. It's it's not really a huge dilemma. It's not really that big of a problem. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going I'm going to have Thanksgiving Day off. My real sort of family thanksgiving that i care about is going to occur on saturday which i also have off Mm -hmm. so i need to decide what i'm going to do on thanksgiving day because i have two options i can go to my dad's side's thanksgiving day thing which was never really a tradition or anything like that that I ever went to because we would always go to my mom's side's thing on Thanksgiving Day and that's the thing that's going to happen on Saturday. Yes. So that's always the tradition. That's the one that I actually care about going to. Um, so I have that option of going to my dad's thing and but I also have the option of going to like uh my mom's husband's kids are getting together and they're doing a thing also on Thanksgiving day. Now here's the thing. I don't really care about either one of those things. (laughs) Yeah. But I have, but I have to go to one of them. Do you? And yes, I do. I do have to go to one of them. I can't just say I'm staying home and not doing anything. Why? Is would that be would that cause an uproar? Yes. I could I could I could try to lie about it and just stay home and chill by myself. Uh but that lie will be found out eventually and the the blowback from that lie being uncovered and the fact that it could be uncovered by both sides, not worth it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to think, which Thanksgiving should I attend? And here's a couple of the issues. On my dad's side, we will be going out into the hill country uh, to... My grandpa's ranch, mm-hmm. former Love grandpa. Well, country. he's not my former grandpa. He's still my grandpa, but he's dead, so he won't be there. Um, former, but Just it's a good thing. A man. 
Yeah, it's a good thing he won't be there because he was always the worst part right. of any family gathering on that side. Yeah. And I haven't really been to a family gathering on that side since he died a couple of years ago. So I guess I don't really know how it's going to play out up there. But also I don't really... Sometimes on that side of the family, it can be fine, but usually I don't enjoy being around that side of the family. Because um, kind of all they all they do is just like reminisce about high school when they were in high school in like the mid-70s and talk about mm-hmm. old shit. And also are, you know, kind of... Uh, Not kind, just not kind of. I would just say straight up racist. On the other side, it's uh, my my mom's husband's family, his kids, and his grandkids. Okay, I have no attachment to this ceremony. I've never been to their Thanksgiving before. Mm-hmm. Maybe once. Um, there's also going to be eight small children there. Because my two two of my three step-siblings have eight children between them. Not between them themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not, they, they did not have the children. <laughs> that, you know, they have their own spouses. But... Um, Thanks for that clarifying detail. That's... Uh, <laughs> That's a lot of kids. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that, a lot that, of kids. I was going to say, a couple and kids is really kind of a fun... That's a lot. It's fun. You're going to end up... Eight? Eight kids? And I don't really like kids that much. No. I like I like certain kids, of course. You know, certain kids are amazing. Uh, kids in general? Not really my thing. Yeah. And I will say, I will say, I have been around these kids in brief moments before. A couple of them I like very much. The rest of them, they're just Not kids. A fan. Not a fan. So yeah, I mean, I think you have to. What do I do? Do I go to the kid-heavy Thanksgiving that I don't really care about? Or do I go to the dad side Thanksgiving, which I don't really care about either. However, it would earn me a little bit of uh, it. It would earn me a little. It would. It would earn. It would earn me some points on that side of the family since I haven't seen them in so long. However, on the flip side, it could be very bad. The last the last time I went there, I it got so racist that I had to leave the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. Do you have it? Do you have any thoughts? Well, I think you should tell your family that. Um, 
that they shouldn't get together for Thanksgiving because there's a killer pandemic. And if anybody has COVID, when they come to the thing, everybody has COVID. We've seen this story play out in the news over and over and over again. So that's my that's my A, is take, take a stand. If there was a time to take... It, well, A... If there was a time not, to take a stand... They're not going to care. They're going to do it anyway. Then... Then it's for you. Then it's not for them. Isn't that what you? Isn't that what you want to say? I mean, you work at a hospital for fuck's sake. Isn't that what you want to say? I mean, is it? Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm presuming get, something I shouldn't. Is that something that you want to be able to say to your family? I'm not coming because that they shouldn't get together due to the uh, or, or well that. That that that's their business, but you're not you're not coming because of that. Well, I'm still kind of figuring out where I stand on that. I guess <laughs> okay, because I mean, I I, I truly I don't I I don't know. I'm going to tell you that they're going to say that. They, they're all going to say they don't care. And and that's their prerogative. That that which, that, that really shouldn't that, that really shouldn't be a calculation. That that shouldn't be a part of the equation as to why you decide to say that or not. You well, you don't seem like someone who virtue who know. virtue signals sig, vir, signal virtues vir, who virtual signals. You don't do that. I know you don't do that. So you're not doing it because of that. You're doing it because you just don't want to go. And that's a well, very no, good I reason mean, not to go. That's a really true. good reason. But it is. But also, I'm back home now. Like I gotta it family dynamics are a part of my life now in a way that they were yeah, not before. You kind of can't escape the gravity. And um I don't So I don't I mean I don't know. I don't if it gets like bad bad covid wise the hospital and I really feel like I'm doing some unsafe shit, of course, I'm not going to go see other people. But if I'm going to just say like, oh, I work at a hospital and I might have a, and I probably have a, a, a higher probability of getting it and I'm not going to see anybody. Well, I don't know. Like a big part of the reason of moving back was to see people and everybody and all my family here is like, well, we're just going to just be prudent and, you know, if you feel bad, don't come over. I mean, Doke, if you want to, if you want to do it, then, then, then my sort of A argument doesn't apply anymore. That's fine. If you want to go, then go. The question is, okay, so you want to go and the question is, where do you go? Okay. Now, now what we look at is... It's not that I... 
it's not that I it's not that I want it's not that I want to go. I don't want to go to either of these things really. But COVID does not really have anything to do with it. <laughs> I mean, if you don't, dude, if you don't want to go, we should be focusing on getting you out of it. If you want to go, we should be focusing on what's going to be the worst time. Potentially. And honestly, we can't we can't really proceed with authenticity until you arrive at that conclusion. Have you decided that you're not going because you don't want to try to make something well, up or you don't want to fudge is, the I, truth or you don't want to... The thing here, so the thing is, I don't care about going to either one. I know you don't. That's that's obvious. But I am in a. I'm in. A, You're in a bind. <laughs> Good, because it should be. But I'm in a. I'm in a situation where, I have to go to one. Okay, so you have to go. So not going is not an option. Or or. Or I could. Or I could lie and say I have concerns about COVID and I don't want to go to either one out of fear of getting somebody sick. But it's already kind of been established baseline that um, the people involved don't care. They're willing to take the risk. And honestly... For me, I, I, well, I get it. I'm kind of in the camp again, of like, I mean, I you can, need to be prudent. You need to be smart. Can, don't do dumb shit. I just want to know but, how best to spend. Um, I just want to know how best to spend our time. If you, if you don't want to try to, if you don't want to try to strategize that, then we need to figure out what the, we need to figure out what the least unpleasant situation is going to be. So let's just proceed along that line. You, you froze big time. Yeah, that's okay. Um, okay. Okay, so let's talk about the least... Let's talk about risk management. <laughs> <laughs> if you think that there's a chance that they're going to start going off about the election and fraud and say some crazy shit then you should not go with your dad's family i mean that's going to be a nearly intolerable thing to be in the presence of i can't even imagine being in a room with people talking about that i would literally not be able to contain myself that's me yeah there's you've got a bit more there's a high around your own family yeah there's a high probability of that i would say Um, i deal with the kids with the kids they're not your responsibility because their parents are all there uh, are True. they going to be annoying? Yes. But will you be drinking? Yeah. You'll be drinking and you won't care. Well, I'm not going to be drinking that much because I'm going to... You're driving. I work on... I, I do a... I'm driving and I do a 12-hour shift on Friday, so... Oh, man. You know, we're talking, you know, maybe two How or three glasses of wine over the course of the Friday. afternoon. Double-A uh, batteries. Um, okay. Yeah, that's my piece. I think that's completely reasonable to make that the entire argument that you need to hear. I mean, like, don't go to a place where you think it could turn into a conversation that's going to be just about the most intolerable thing you could possibly hear at this time in your life. I mean, I, I, like, anybody who talks about, anybody who talks about, like, how they can't watch Fox News anymore or what, I just, like, wouldn't be able to sit in a room. 
And it sounds like you've had to, you said that you left, you left, you said that you left a previous engagement. A previous Thanksgiving. I forgot exactly what the topic was, but it was, um, intolerable. It was like around, it was around, it was, uh, it was like the time of the Ferguson riots. Oh God. And it was really, really bad. Yeah, I mean, to to be honest, I mean, my dad's if, side is if you if you never if you never if you never saw them again because of that, so if what? I never what? Like they have new ideas that are going to be interesting to hear. Never see those people again. I mean, if they're that racist, then yeah, it's less it's less about them and more about my dad. Um, I I honestly could really not give a shit about pretty much everybody on yeah. my dad's side of the family. I get it. Except I understand for my how dad. It works. Um, well, I don't personally understand how it works, but I understand why you do things to ingratiate yourself. With I know. I know it would it would mean a lot to him for me to go. cause them extra injury. I yeah. I could care less about them. It's it's more like I know. I know that it. It would be it would mean something to him if I went, and that is important to me. The other one is like something I truly just don't care about on any level, and would be kind of annoying. However, mm-hmm. the dad's dad side is more of a higher variation thing. Like it could be a million times worse, or it could be like just fine. Everybody could just be like have a couple of drinks, hang out, talk about what's been going on in their lives, or like the new kids that people have had and shit that won't really, that won't be there, but. (laughs) Can you go from one to the other or is it either or because of the geographical distance between the two and because of the probable drinking that's going to happen? Well, there's some drinking and it's, and the location wise, you're looking at probably an hour and a half drive between the two. Yeah, that's pretty unpleasant. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm not going to change my, um, my answer. I'm sorry if I'm not being more helpful, but uh, I mean, like, no, I mean, in my I family, in my family, if you say something like that, it's like done. We don't need an excuse to like not talk to you anymore. I've, yeah. I've, I've no, experienced I think that. that I've experienced um, that firsthand. I've seen that happen between other family members. I I agree with you, and I think that you're probably right. Kids are well, okay, if, man. I mean, they're unpleasant, but like, <laughs> but again, you're not going to have to look after those kids. And frankly, your dad is just going to yeah. have to, if he wants to know the answer, there's why more, didn't go, there's more calculus him. sort of like fi- family dynamics calculus going on behind the scenes. But fundamentally, I am, I am in agreement with you. Yeah. I probably just interrupted you a lot because I froze again and I kept talking. That's okay. Uh, I really don't want to talk about this anymore. If you didn't uh, pick up on that, it's making me kind well, of uncomfortable because I'm thinking about my own family experiences as well. That's fine. I think um, well, thanks for I talking. Could, yeah, I'm sorry. I couldn't be more pragmatic. No, you're being you're being pragmatic. Thank you for talking through it with me a little bit, which is what I wanted. I wasn't. I w- I did not enter into this thinking. Brooks is going to solve this problem with me. 
for for me. I just wanted to to hear your perspective on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I appreciate that. That takes a little pressure off. For <laughs> some, I did want to solve the problem for you. Oh, I thank you. That means a lot. It's very sweet. Yeah, I kind of I'm kind of being pressured into going to Thanksgiving that I kind of don't want to go to, and it's just gonna be the five of us. I kind of don't want to fucking go. But I'm in the minority, I think. Um, well, so we're going to do it. I think that you just, you have to <coughs> figure out what you're comfortable with. And then you got to figure out what other people are comfortable with. And yeah, then you we're going to do a thing where... You got to see where those meet up. For me, my opinion is either you just go total hermit style. You don't see anybody ever. Or you just have to right. be yeah. prudent and accept accept the risks inherent into it. Good point. Yeah, there's there, you, you know. have to make small concessions. Nobody can make it through this year like being completely hermit. I mean, yeah. you just... I just don't think it's that like, it's you know, cap- I don't think we're capable of it in this age. Um the degree of socialization and, you know, I that don't we really, have. Yeah, I mean it's I don't think that um I mean I I I don't know I I I don't I don't know like the risk what what exactly the risk reward calculation is for everybody or what it really what it really would break down to be um But I don't know. At some point, you just have to accept that there's yeah. A, I think we're gonna a certain level of risk. You know, we're gonna be doing this thing where we kind of eat in separate rooms. I don't know how mom's gonna. I don't know how she's got this figured out. But we're like not. I don't think we're gonna like sit together inside. We're gonna like sit together outside, I mean, social distance probably. We've got this like uh it's called a chimenea. He froze again, very hardcore there. Yeah, it's not important. I I I never really say anything important on this podcast, so I'm just keep on trucking. But um we've got this thing in the Good. back on the back patio called a chimenea, which is just this sort of uh it's got a bulbous kind of base and then it kind of rises up and then there's a little it's like yeah. four feet. Well, I'm we're very we're very familiar with chimeneas down here. Oh, is that right? Is that a thing? Okay, okay. Oh, that, oh yeah, yeah. I always thought it was kind of a freak thing, but uh, it doesn't even feel like it really emits a ton of warmth. But maybe I just forgot that it is that it does. But yeah, it'll be nice to sit around the chimenea and uh, have some cocktails. My mom makes great cocktails every time. She made me a really good Boulevardier last time I was up there. I don't even know what that is. (laughs) Um, Do you know what a Negroni is? Yes. It's that, but it's that gin. It's bourbon.